Welcome to this edition of Road Trippin' with RJ and Channing, uh, a.k.a. Channing. <laughs> I'm your host, Allie Clifton. Richard will be joining in a moment. Un momento. Is that how you say Just that? Just Un momento. <laughs> I took French in high school, oh, three God. years. Um, we are going to have the Road Trippin' time machine. Boy, is it a great one. I say that every week, but I really feel like this tops it off. Um, coming up later in the episode, but for now we're going to start with, because you're rocking a Suns t-shirt, can I just say that I actually am a very big fan of purple and orange. That colorway is bomb. It's the best colorway in the NBA. Yes. Okay. I will agree with that. The Suns announced they're bringing back their nineties sunburst jerseys this upcoming season for fans. Think the old, (laughs) I love this purple, uh, Charles Barkley jerseys uh yeah do you like that Channing yes Love okay that. so I want your road tripping Mount Rushmore of classic NBA jerseys Channing I'm looking this up right now oh is, did you know that that's where I was gonna go no but I was gonna make sure that I got the right uh all right number one is the black 90s uh Suns jerseys. I have one. Uh, It was absolutely an honor to wear those jerseys. This is weird. My guy on the team was Dan Marley. Uh, I liked him. Dunder Dan. Uh, What is that? Eastern Michigan, I think he went. Western. Um, Shout out, um, Mid-American Conference. Okay, here we go. Uh, Number two, obviously, is the Penny Orlando pinstripe jerseys. Got one of those, just the shorts. Uh, here's a weird one that people – the now, this is not indicative of my attitude towards him. It's just I really liked those blue and green Minnesota Timberwolves jerseys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The highlighter the, ones? Uh, yeah, those – those this well no. the ones that they brought back last season i think so these things they're those city colors. yep they're city edition yeah yes love those okay. uh i um, hold on give me a second um another one that's probably not off the the beaten path but the old school spurs like the old school, like old school Spurs jerseys. I'm I'm a simplistic guy. Like the mm-hmm. Toronto Raptor on it was a lot for me. Uh, oh, I actually like that one. Like even I know the the old school Bulls. Like Jordan's first couple of years. Like those jerseys are more my jam. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh boy, what was another cool ass jersey? I, I mean, love the you. You already said it right. The Magic, the pinstripe, the. Yeah. That yeah, one that is dope. the most. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. That, uh, and I know I'm missing a Nets jersey that was cool, but don't tell Richard that. Uh, I was gonna say it was the one he just posted the other day. <laughs> probably. No, no, no. The red, uh, white, and blue. Yeah, the red, white, and blue ones are great. Uh, also, this could be a throwback because it's almost 20 years ago. My rookie year on St. Patrick's Day, the Knicks and maybe it was Denver, maybe it was someone else had green. New York Knicks jerseys. Remember, like, Chicago had green jerseys. The Knicks mm-hmm. had green. That was one of my favorites. I think I think I got it around here somewhere. But that's a wow. tough jersey. Wow, you've got a list. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got I got all my... Uh... 
I was just going to say, do you have any of the jerseys from when you played? And well, what I one was your favorite? Every single colorway. Every single. Oh, hold on. There's a lot He's going to break it. No, no. He's going to break it. Okay. Uh, oh, here we go. Look. Wow. These shorts. Oh, yeah. Tight. 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 The tweet. The Phoenix Suns <laughs> jerseys. Oh, yeah. Uh, show, show your Cavs jersey. <laughs> How disrespectful. This top three, the Mamba City jersey for the Lakers was sick. sick. Why did you say disrespectful? Well, because I forgot it. I should have had that up there. Oh, you should have had oh, it in your list. The red blazer jersey, sick. Oh. I don't think I know that one. The Christmas colorway of the Cavs. Cleveland. Yes. Yes. So, Loved that and one. And Golden State. Yeah. The, that cursive yeah. was the best ones. Oh, I love that one. Red. Here goes the red blazer colorway. Tight. Oh, guys. There it is. I, w I want this to be on the audio. I apologize. Richard okay. is now joining in. Oh. <laughs> I literally. I, I literally. Colorway sick. Oh, is that the Minneapolis Lakers? Yeah. Wow, you forgot both awesome Laker ones. We're talking about my Richard. Bad. My bad. Um, These the were kind of tight. Yeah, the sun, the low Starburst '90s Ooh. edition back, and so he's giving us his Mount Rushmore of favorite classic throwback jerseys. Oh, the Phoenix Suns, the purple ones, like those are with the sun. Oh, those are just amazing. Retro, which is what's coming back. Yeah, because uh, yes, that was like that is the equivalent, in my opinion, to the Nets ones that they're that they're debuting. Richard, they're do debuting. you have all the colorways of all the jerseys you played in? You played no. in a lot of teams. You don't? I a lot of teams. No, no. I have every jersey I mean, I from I might have, high school. Like, I, think, I think somewhere I might have like one jersey from each team. What? I got like every the Nets colorway of every jersey. Nets I, the Nets ones I have like. A few just because of all the years. The Cleveland one, I have a bunch because that was towards the end, you know. But like, I might have a jersey from Dallas. Damn, there were some cool jerseys from Dallas. Some dope jerseys, but I'm just sadly like I'm not a memorabilia person. You know this. Like you guys have been to my house. Like there's not tons of like memorabilia shit around. And like, oh, here's this ball and there's this other shit. It's like there's not that shit in my house. I have a few things. Um, you know, that's it. Okay, having said that, welcome to the party. Guys, if you could, I'm, I'm If you fine. could give us, on a scale of 1 to 10, your mood right now. <laughs> you know what? I was sprinting. I was sprinting to get back here, and I was like, look, Allie, I'm just going to be three more minutes. And people don't know, Allie's back is fucked up. Also, I want to go this mine too. Before the, season, before the season starts, I am the most late person to this podcast consistently i'm gonna be so much better that's my goal and i want you guys to call me out every time i am oh, late so everyone knows everyone knows from here on out i'm going to be better because i apologize i'm not being a good teammate i think you should donate a case of wine to each of us every time you're late i've recently started changing over my passwords to like like from like one segment to a new like you know how it's like all of a sudden you just run out of passwords and it's like all right i need a new password and then i've been gradually transferring all that password so like the only time i log on to this fucking computer is um 
when we do this, like it closes and then it opens again. And so like, I don't remember the password cause it's like, I do it once and it's like, it's, but it's a variation of three. So you sit there and you want to start fucking punching it. And I was like, dude, I like, yeah, so that, that's, so my mood is better now that I'm here and I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. Is he forgiven Channing? We should, uh, I forgive have a mood Call me out every time, every time. That's how on time I'm planning on being. Richard, Deal? do you really like high noons? High noons are so awesome. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. I white claws are bigger, better. I mean, seeing like bigger as in more popular, but if I had to drink one, I'd like, I, I would pick high noon. You would pick a high noon. Yeah. I agree. I it's, I yeah. agree with you. That's yeah. what you're on a cider. Yeah, my this buddy, tastes like a fruit seltzer. Portland Cider Co. Made with real apples. 100% Northwest apples. <laughs> Northwest apples. Uh, by the way, Dan Marley, graduate of Central. Fire up chips, Damn. Central Michigan. Um, all right. Let's talk. Let's talk some NBA. Not that a whole lot has changed, but some has. Um, where would you guys like to start? Do you want to start with uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder? Do you want to start with the overall consensus of the offseason that was for the NBA? Or would you like to talk about Donovan Mitchell first? Where would you guys like to start? Tell me and I'll set you up. Let's start from... Uh, what, let's, first of all, let's go with what matters, what matters the most, right? Like, no offense, Chet wasn't going to move the needle for the Oklahoma City Thunder. He was going to be exciting to play. They were going to go from 20 wins to 25 wins. It, it's just they're but, not built but like that. That's but still a big deal. That's, it is a big, big, that's deal. a big deal. It's a big deal that's for a him It's a big deal. I actually remember not as set the, the bet and said they'd win 33 games and you were it's upset not, it by wasn't, that. You're right. It wasn't going to impact anything in the NBA other than like the development of Oklahoma City. Like Donovan Mitchell moving impacts the NBA. Right, I, I get what you're saying. Yep. Okay, so from the Chet situation, my question to you guys was, did it change your mind on how you felt about players playing no, in no, games? No, no, Okay, no. fine. Think about how many it. players play in pro leagues we play. and one guy, and mind you, not even the Euro dudes are playing overseas, and only one guy, well, two guys got hurt. Gallinari, he has a knee, but he's, he's older, and Chet was the only two dudes that got hurt all summer. So we're doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, so when it comes to um, Donovan Mitchell, we'll start there. According to ESPN reports, this dropping uh, just not too long ago, the Knicks are signing guard R.J. Barrett to a four-year rookie extension worth up to $120 million. Channing, you had something to say about that in general, but how does that affect the pursuit of Donovan Mitchell? Um, are the Knicks making the right move by extending Barrett, period? Thoughts? Yes. I'll, well, let me let, I'll let Richard go because I, you know, I got my little opinions, but I'll let Richard go. This is my thing. We get so much. We like I get a lot of heat for like messing and talking trash about the Knicks at times. Jay will. And I think I had seen it someplace up. Jay will on first take today goes, do you know this is the first rookie to sign a rookie extension with the Knicks since Charlie Ward in the 90s? Yeah. Like. People are always like the Nick fans are always like, oh, Nick for clicks. People just always, oh, they just want to blah, blah, blah. And they don't, it's like, go, oh, bro. You guys haven't re signed one of your draft picks since the 90s. 
That's almost hard to believe. The Sacramento Kings not making the playoffs for 16 straight years, that's more that's that's almost easily doable. That's easier done than the Knicks not re-signing a rookie since the 90s. Like we re-signed two the year I got drafted. You got like the Knicks re-signed David Lee in your draft. Like it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh no, they no. didn't re-sign David Lee. They sent him to Golden State. Yeah. For a hundred. David Lee ends up being in days David Lee ends up being a two-time All-Star. So did they know what they were doing there? No, they didn't. Channing Fry ends up going and being one of the best three-point shooting bigs in NBA history. Didn't know what they were doing there. You know, it's like, but people want to be like, oh, the Knicks. No, your franchise has done stuff that we have not historically seen in professional sports. That being said, I like the signing of R.J. Barrett. Everything else can go as far as I'm concerned. I would ideally, I would ideally like, well, you know, you got Brunson who's there. I like RJ Baird, but everybody else is expendable. I'd like do the, the Minnesota really kind of messed things up. Minnesota, when they gave up as much as they did for Rudy Gobert, it set the market at a ridiculous rate. It set the market. Well, if that's what Rudy Gobert is, what's Kevin Durant worth? What's Donovan Mitchell worth? Which would be exponentially more than that, but you're not going to get what you got from Minnesota. Minnesota was, they they overpaid and extended the market to a point of irrationality. So, like, who knows what the Knicks are going to do? Who knows, in my opinion, I'd like the R.J. Barrett. I think he's a good young player, and I'm glad that they finally brought somebody back. Not you don't think that Julius Randle is an incremental, incremental um, is that the word I'm trying to say? Piece to what they're trying to build? I think I think he can be, but I think he needs to be their third best player. I think he needs to be. If, if you're building a championship team, Julius Randle should be your third best player. He should be your X factor, not your best. Now, and I should always say that in the sense of like you need to be building towards a championship. And I think like you build Brunson, you bring in that. If you can bring in Donovan Mitchell, right? You know, whatever you got to do, like make like Donovan Mitchell shows up. How's Julius Randle going to handle that? This ain't his team. All those crazy threes and running the ball through him. All, that's not happening anymore. That ball is going to be in Donovan Mitchell and Brunson's hands. That immediately makes him less effective, right? When he's at his most effective, he has the ball in his hands. He's playing, he's dancing, he's doing all this stuff. And he can be a good player, right? But, like, the ball is going to be in Brunson. The ball is going to be in Donovan Mitchell. And it should be in R.J. Barrett's hands. So, like, if that's the way they're going to play, there's not going to be a space for him. So, to me, given Artie, like, you know, a little bit of grumpiness that happened last year. I don't see him being happy being the the fourth option with the, the ball in him. Yeah, from all going right, being all NBA. Well, mm-hmm. I think it's funny that in none of these trade talks, you have a all star, you have a guy who had crazy good years, and he's not being talked about at all as being traded. Right. So, okay, mm-hmm. that's also that's good, but on the other side, that's bad, right? Because and we'll talk about Julius Randle stylistically. I think Julius is at Julius is the best part of Julius's game is when he has the ball. He has not shown when he gets double teamed or when he has to play off the ball that he can be a all-star type player. Okay? And Richard makes a great point. This is not a knock on him 
as where he was this or where he's going it's what i have seen over the years when he gets double teamed he is null and void right and that's why they paid rj barrett because rj can can pass the ball screen comes off shoots a three ball at a good clip is young is athletic and plays the game in a way where it lends itself to his teammates julius is a mid-range iso post one-on-one guy that does not work in the, in, the, in the playoffs. We've seen it. Number two, no offense to R.J. Barrett. I think it's a great gift. I think them putting a price on him. This is how the NBA works. If you have a rookie and he has talent, you need to give him an equal weight in money so that you may get something back eventually of equal weight. When he has just talent, you may get, if, if he what didn't get paid, you trade him for Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell busts or leaves People go, well, you should have paid RJ and just kept him. You pay him, you make him happy, but you also go to Utah like, hey, here's $130 million, a young guy. We need $130 million back, and it makes sense. It makes sense to the fans. Also, New York has a big problem developing its, its young guys because not only their turnover in... To say the least. <laughs> to say, to it, say it nicely. nicely. Think about all the turnover between coaches, GMs, presidents, main players, right? Mike Brown and D'Antoni were the two best guys that were there. I think I said Mike Brown, right? Was it Mike Brown or was it? Yes. Yeah. You said Mike Brown and D'Antoni. No, than that. Who's been their main guy? Mello? They have done a good job of developing R.J. Barrett. Is R.J. Barrett... Do you think he's a guy that is going to attract more other A and B list players or is Donovan Mitchell going to attract A and B list players? Because for New York, they want to be entertained. Yes, you could develop. This is not Oklahoma City. This is not San Antonio. This is not those places that develop their young guys slowly. They want to win now. It's just how it is. New Yorkers want to win now. You get Donovan Mitchell. You're going to win. You're going to make at least eighth in yes. the playoffs. Get Donovan Mitchell. Yes. Like, that's all we keep saying is that there is nobody on. And again, you can give up too much draft picks, in my opinion, because I think if you're going to give up a ton of talent, your, your team might yeah. just be okay. Right? So like, let, let's say you, you do make it to the seventh spot. Right? Like, you know, may, maybe, you know, somebody sprains an ankle and, and you just barely miss out of the playoffs. You never know. So you don't want to give up all of your draft capital. I completely, he's not that good. Right. He's not Kevin Durant good. He's not, he's not Anthony Davis good. No, but he is fucking very good. He is a potential Hall of Famer good. He's already a three time All Star. Let him start getting up there to that seven, eight, nine time All Star. He's that marketable. He's that good. He's that consistent. So, like, you're talking about trading for a possible future Hall of Famer, right? Who like, that, that to, to be me there. is what's really on With the table. Tips. And it's a possible. Who's 26 years old? Yeah. He's 26 years old. And we're talking about a possible future Hall of Famer. That's what, like, where, where we're at. Okay, so obviously the pressure is on, the heat is on. But if the deal doesn't get done, let's kind of wrap up this conversation with this. Where would you like to see Donovan Mitchell land? If it's not in New York, one. And two, is there any opportunity that he stays? I think he'll stay this year because I think the teams that would take him would wait until after the draft and get him at a lower price than what it is. 
They want a new market. So, like, I think, to be honest, I think he would be great in San Antonio. Me, personally. I think he would be Ooh. great. Yeah, but if, they just got rid of, but if they just got rid of DeJounte Murray, I think it's because they're the going to go on the tanking to get that French cat. Yeah. The French cat? Right? Yeah, if you go to, with all due respect, with all due respect to, to, to both those players, I don't think that that's a uh, – like that – like getting – Getting Donovan Mitchell instead of DeJounte Murray gets you like seven Seven more wins, more wins You're is sixth place in the, in the Western Conference, Richard. Well, I, I I agree, but I don't no, think No, 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 you're not trading. That's why I said after the get, draft. You know what I'm Let him play this year out. See what the offers are. If you have Donovan Mitchell, you, let's say you get... Poor Atlanta. Oh, poor Atlanta. Well, I actually like DeJounte next to – I like DeJounte I don't next like to Trey Young. Do you think DeJounte next to Trey like Young, if you put him on each other's shoulders, does that equal Giannis or KD? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Richard. Would you – could could he fit in – could he fit in Cleveland? No, I'm not touching – I'm Next to Darius? I'm not touching Ooh. anything about what Cleveland is doing. Yes, yes. Because Darius is Donovan a, next Darius, to Darius. Yes, Darius is a playmaker. Darius is a playmaker and he can shoot. Don't get me wrong. I think that that's kind of like Conley. You look at Nick, you are, are you look at Mike Conley. Like Mike Conley handled the ball. He was the point. <laughs> what? By him. He handled the ball. He would drop dimes and then he would let Donovan do his pick and rolls to score. And I think Derek did Garland would do the exact same thing. He would drive, he would allow him to score. And when Donovan's just as more of a score, he can play make, he can play make, but he's more of a score where I think Darius would be the person tasked with getting. So I think it would work. I don't think that's going to happen. What you would have to give up, you'd have to give up Mobley, or they would ask for something along those lines, and you ain't doing that Too shit. Too much of what they need. Yeah. Oh. You ain't asking. You ain't giving up Mobley for nada. The mellow ball, Donovan Mitchell. But who? And then you can figure it out. No, they're missing one very big asset. Uh, they're missing he, a big he, asset. He might be gone for a little bit. Yeah, he might be gone uh, for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, he's, he's, he yeah. might be, he's got bigger <laughs> issues. On that note. Yeah, that he needs to. So, so their trade value isn't what you would normally think of their roster. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on that note, let's uh, talk the latest with because I don't believe I think this happened after we met last week with the Lakers <laughs> bringing in Patrick Beverly, <laughs> sending out Taylor Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson to the Jazz, given their current luxury tax situation at thirty-two point mm-hmm. two million. Um, does this change your thinking, anything in general, about what the roster will look like come opening night? Do you guys see Russ being on the team, um, given all of this, or do you think there's still another move? I think Russ has to, to come made? like a bat out of hell the first 25 games, and somebody's going to go, give me that guy. But right now, everyone's like, nah, we cool. We cool. Yeah. Per today, as we're recording this, a report came out that both Pat and Russ have already spoke to one another yeah. and that Darvin has had his conversations about the two playing alongside of one another next season. Like this, this is what so, I just say this, it, Richard. Like, the this, NBA I don't like is, the makeup of this team. Well, I don't like it. I think it's, I think it's gross. No, no. I really well, think it's well, gross. The makeup of the team. Why? Nothing, it's how? better than how? it was last year. You don't it's have better a bench, than it was last year. But, they got younger. They got younger by eight years average. Well, because they didn't bring back Carmelo, no Dwight. They Howard, don't. Who's you know? 
Well, obviously, uh, no, you have to get rolled of the older cats right to get today, a younger average like number, of course. Of duh. Fair, fair. What, so that's much. But the makeup of their team okay, is not done okay, yet. That's the so issue. Like the it. makeup of their team hey. is not done. Yeah, I, that's like somebody handing you a burger and like half half ketchup on it. I'm going to get sensitive because I just think at the end of the day, you are just to hate. Have you met me? Yes, yes. Yes. If what I don't else? like it, I don't what are you like talking it? about? Hey, listen. That's all we do. We don't I'm not saying anybody. <laughs> what? This is the same man that said Michael Jordan just scored the ball. <laughs> all we're this here to do is personal. Hate. I'm not talking all about all those players. I'm saying oh, I like Patrick Beverly. I think he's fucking so entertaining and makes my job the best. Braun is Braun. AD is special. Yeah. Haven't seen AD play in a, a long time. Russ last year is a dynamic, one of the most Fair. athletic, best guards that has ever played the game. He was boo-boo last year. He was available, but he wasn't He wasn't his right self. I want to say this, and I'll be 100% respectful. You're being I'm not talking, mean. <laughs> I'm not talking about the injuries. I'm not talking about the injuries, dude, because I will never fault him for that, bro. Like, AD, I wish you nothing but 100% help. But when he has played... When he has been on the court, let's just judge him purely off that. I have not seen AD since the bubble. Like, the player that he has been, when he's been on the floor, right, for the last two years, when he was going into that NBA season after he left after he left New Orleans, the way he played pre-bubble, where he believed he was up for defensive player of the year, the best defensive player in the league, then the way he played in the bubble where three games in people were like oh shit ad's about to win finals mvp if brown don't fucking turn it up right right like that that's anthony davis that's who we had seen that's who we had seen mature that's who we have seen grow he was the number one big in the league in my opinion even though Giannis got mvp and this and that like like he was like if like he was that guy Right, because Giannis had won the MVP but fallen short in a very drastic way since he has then proven himself. But Anthony Davis, we have not seen him since the bubble. There's been chunks where he has been on the floor for 10, 15, 20 games. You know what I'm saying? It's like there has been these chunks of games where he's been on the floor or Braun or Braun would be out and Anthony Davis was, you know, the main player. Like the, like we have how about this? When he goes into Milwaukee and we see what what Giannis does and just like looks like he's ready to destroy him, that's what y'all want to see. I like because we've seen what Giannis like. Giannis looks at him like, oh, I'm like, yeah, and, and I'll be respectful because I want people before Laker fans start going crazy. And I'll say this respectfully: the way that Giannis looks at other bigs is the same way that Kobe used to look at other wings. Right. When Kobe would show up and I played with Vince and it was T-Mac and it was whoever, anybody else that they thought in those early days were like, oh, the comparable, the next Jordan Ayers, the all these guys like Kobe would look at that like it was a personal challenge. Right. Against each one of them. Every time we played against Vince and Giannis does the same thing. Giannis looks at Anthony Davis and Yoke, not in a mean like I hate you way, but in a like, oh, you're the person that you're trying to compare me to. This is the person that people are saying is the other best big in the league. Well, let's go at it and see. I, I think like, for Channing. people listening, 
these criticisms come from, and these observations come from this. You, we get paid to play 82 games. Injuries happen. Skip injuries. When you're injured, it is your job to come back and play. If you are not ready to play at your best and you don't play at your best, there's no what if. Those stats and what you do are on the books already. Okay, those stats are what you do during those games. If you don't play any game, let's say one game you have 50 points. Oh, look at this dude, and you don't play the next game. Are we talking about you not playing, or are we talking about you at 50? So your, your body of work is what we have to judge. There's not a lot, except when we look past in the bubble in a situation that may, hopefully, knock on wood, never happen again in the history of mankind. Okay? So... Can Anthony Davis do this? I don't know. But to get back to what I'm saying, I just look at the Lakers roster. Now, here's one thing I will say. We, anytime you have LeBron James on your team, this is a fact. Whether you have Jamario Moon or El Guskis or Channing Fry and Matthew Dellavedova or Mario Chalmers and Eddie Curry, you are expected to win a championship. And if you look at this roster, Facts. If you look at this roster and you can say, you know what? All of a sudden, all the quote unquote, which I don't know, it looked like there were chemistry issues. What is it? What system are you running through Anthony Davis? Because let's say you have training camp. Because remember, we had training camp with Derrick Rose where he was our starting point guard. Balling. Bow. Boom. Cha cha. I said, oh, that boy back. Boop. Gone left. Done. I said, we ran our whole training camp based on D-Rose and LeBron's relationship. Now he's not there. We have to readjust. So who's who's the guy you're going to run the offense to? Is it the 40-year-olds? Is it Russ? Does the team trust Russ? Is Where's Russ head at? Like, these are, que- these well, are big I, questions. Last year they had they said it. They said it's going to be ran through. They said it's going to be ran through. In the meetings before LeBron's contract extension, there was a conversation with Darvin okay. Ham and LeBron inside those closed doors about okay. the offense being so if ran Anthony through. Anthony Davis is not available this year. Who? Where is the offense being run from? If he's not up to snuff of championship level when he has not had consistent time to play, what what happens to the Lakers? That's a lot. It's you know what it is. It's a lot to ask. Yeah, okay, and, and and listen to this. Listen to this. It's not being run for anybody that has anything. It's not being run through Anthony Davis because he has proven to be the most dominant player. It's being run through Anthony Davis as a way to, to, yeah. to, to they oh, you can't take no days off. It's like, oh, oh fuck. And I on. respect it. It's like, oh, hey. oh no, here we go. Take yeah. that ball 50 times. Oh, oh you're going to work when, today. Uh, uh, oh, you going to work. Popeyes came out with the, gonna, the chicken you, sandwich? They're like, no, we're like, we're going to set the, yeah, we're going to set the tone. We're going to set the tone. This ain't being run through Russ. This ain't being run through Braun. I want to make sure everybody in this building knows we, uh, I want to make sure everybody knows that, that this is being run through Anthony Davis for the sake of Anthony Davis. And I respect that, but that, but that just also, that all that said, Allie, just confirm what I was saying. 
We haven't seen the aggressive, dominant Anthony Davis. So when you tell me that they are saying that they're going to run the offense through him, everybody here knows they're running through the offense through him because they're trying to get him back to be that. And that's how they're going to try and do it this year by running the offense through him. All right. So to sum up this offseason so far, now that we've seen majority, the majority of the moves um, being made, who's had it's the one best? Team. Who's had There's the only worst? one team. Oklahoma City. Yeah. Minnesota. <laughs> because everyone was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's either going to pay off or it's going to be absolute boo-boo for the foo-foo. It's right. I mean, literally, they go, give me I that agree. guy. I think, I think it's – And I think Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. Chet is one – he is such a unique talent. And mm. I think he's such a great talent. I think he's got a chance to be a really good player. So that to sucks. see that kind of go before, that was that's the worst. Nobody else, like – you know, I think the Clippers had a great offseason because they're going to get Kawhi back. I mean, Boston, people are we totally forgot player, right? about you know? Gallinari being hurt early might help them later. He's getting older, usually has injury problems. So unless he has to play early on the season, comes back, no pressure. Brogdon is a solid pickup next to Marcus Smart. Physical guy, doesn't really need numbers, but just going to play ball the right way. It's another body to go at. If you got to play like Kyrie or you got to play, you know, Kevin Durant or Giannis and Kevin or Chris Middleton, uh, I thought Boston made great moves to get some vets in there, get some leadership to like calm the team down at times. Uh, but people who are thirsty, they brought thirsty guys yeah, in, like guys that want to, you know, sometimes you get a little hangover yeah. from going to the finals. Ah, we didn't win, but we were there. And then all of a sudden you bring these guys like, yo, let's go back. You're like, yeah, let's go back. Uh, Atlanta, I'm excited to watch. Bro, bro, are we just name? Are we gonna name all the teams? She asked who had the best and who had the worst, oh, and you started going down the fucking Eastern and Western Conference. Uh, the worst. <laughs> yeah, it's Minnesota. <laughs> the worst. Sorry, I, yeah. you go, agree with me? Okay, Minnesota has the best Minnesota and the worst. Because you think like Minnesota, I, said, I think okay. Beginning? It's either going to really work out and everyone's like, oh, man, let's go two bigs. Or they're like, what in the fuck were y'all thinking? (laughs) Now you ain't got no picks. (laughs) Well, again, Minnesota ain't re-signing. Minnesota ain't. Oh, they rolling the dice. So you got to roll the dice. Pass line. So you're going Minnesota best and worst. And Richard, you have Oklahoma City worst. Best was who? Best? Uh, yeah. No. Uh, ooh, who did I say best? Clippers. Uh, I like oh, Minnesota. Clippers. You had Clippers. I like. That's I had right. Minnesota. I had Minnesota as best, but Clippers is a close second because they get they get you know Kawhi Leonard back right, and that immediately makes them contenders. So like, no team is going from not out to contend like from like out or eight seed to contenders. No one else is doing that. Like and it's like because of the guys on their roster. So they, yeah, but that's, but that's what I'm saying the Clippers are going to go from the eighth seed to literally a contender. If someone were to tell you Kawhi and Paul George and the Clippers were to win a championship with T. Lou this year, I don't think that that would be like mind blowing or crazy. So like that just shows you they weren't even in the conversation to potential like contenders. Like uh, question for you, getting healthy. What is y'all. the definition of a good healthy. season for Minnesota? Like what would you go? Damn. Okay, that was worth it. Second round for your future. Second, second, round. second round. Second round and play well. 
second round and play competitive because in my opinion ultimately when you think about anthony edwards if they believe he can be a d-way type if they believe that he can keep growing you know carl anthony towns is an all-nba player uh rudy gobert is an all-nba player if he can turn into an all-nba player you still got d'angelo russell like you got some other guys i still think they need to figure out the point guard spot they're not having beverly's going to hurt them more even though that you might get annoyed with him, he's such an energy guy that I think like you don't you forget how much that is sometimes manifested in one person, even if it is annoying. Um, so I, I just think I don't know. I just think that if he can keep growing to an all star player, you know, then then, you know, then they're good for all those things said. I don't think that you can then show up the next season and be exactly where you were last year. I mean, but showing I think growth, you have to show some sort of. Utah yeah, like show growth, to, and then they just, yeah, they like were six foot in fifth grade and just stopped growing. Yeah. But that's yeah, why I think get, when you say second round, that's not just right. giving them the expectation to show growth in the regular season, but yet growth in the postseason where I think you, Utah struggled to show. Yeah, Phoenix went to the second round this year. Mind you, mind you, this season was a disappointment, but like, Think about the teams that you're going to run into in the second round. You're going to run into the Lucas. You're going to run into, you know, the Phoenix Suns. You're going to run into some teams. You know what I'm saying? You're going to run into some teams in that second round. So, like, it ain't going to be – if you can get there and, and lose in six yeah, yeah, that makes to sense. Phoenix, Make it, it ain't nobody really, like, you know, it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah make it respectful. All right. All right, we are heading into our road trip and time machine, and we've got a good one for you, as I said at the beginning of this episode. But first, we want to tell you about a partner of ours and a Lotion. product that we all use every single day. Um, it clearly has this juiced up for this episode. It is not lotion. <laughs> It is Athletic Greens. <laughs> it is AG1. We all wanted to focus on better energy and immune systems. And that is exactly what Athletic Greens has done for each one of us. Consistently, we take it. It's packed with 75 different high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods and even probiotics that one is one of my favorites um and it's very easy and efficient we take one scoop of day and one scoop a day and eight ounces of water i chug mine down just to be quick easy out the door uh so we want to make it easy for you guys as well athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supportive vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase you know the drill all you have to do is Visit athleticgreens.com slash roadtrippin and take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Again, it's athleticgreens.com slash roadtrippin and get started today. All right. Do you guys want me to start with the sound or something that your good pal, Gilbert <laughs> Arenas, uh, said on a podcast recently? Oh, I saw that. Because and it I actually got has absolutely something to do with crushed for saying that. And so I just digressed. I, enough roasting. Of All chair. right. So. Okay. So our guy. Before he won zero, a championship wait, and before he had 50 in the finals game, I was like, Giannis has oh. gotten, I had the same thought, but I was like, you had the same thought. Okay. What's next? What? But anyways, go. And I have my thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So, uh, Gil on his podcast said Giannis doesn't yet fully understand the game of basketball and later doubled down on his Instagram by asking, has he added any skills to his game? And if you do read Gil's post, he goes through 
and asks in terms of skills, et cetera. He's not, he's just well, not that. How do you well, feel about it? Well, let, let me say that. Yeah, I'm, I don't, like Gilbert, Gilbert is, it's a more intelligent question than I think people are saying it. I think, I, I don't, I, but I think if you break down Giannis's game and the growth of experience and the, like one thing about basketball IQ, which we've seen him improve on year after year and become a better playmaker and his teammates around him have to complement the areas in which he lacks. That's why Chris Middleton raising his game. That's why Drew Holiday getting brought in and Brooke Lopez. Like these are guys that complement, you know, uh, Giannis. So like his game then had to improve because you had people around him that closed off his deficiencies. His game had it to improve based off his decision making and his IQ and his understanding. And I think that that's a supreme level that I think under you underestimate how much he's improved. So Gilbert's Look, being a little dick and he might break <laughs> it down. Is his three point shot going to be important import better? Is it, but it's like, bro, okay, we get it, but let's talk about wins. Let's talk about Im impact on games. Let's talk about intensity, defense, offense. There's not a better two. He is the best two way player on the planet and it ain't even close. It ain't even close, right? Say what you want about Joel Embiid and like Joel Embiid, like over the last few years, like it's a great player. Giannis has been more available. Giannis has the same type of impact on the offensive defensive end. Like Embiid is right there. Embiid is right there, but it's Giannis. I think okay. in so, today's skill game, right? We look at some of the most skilled players in the NBA. Most of them are not winning championships, right? Most of them are not MVPs. Most of them can't do it on both sides. The greatest gift is having self introspection. Now, Giannis has supposedly, I don't, I don't see everyone else's workouts. Giannis supposedly has one of the craziest work ethics in the league. Let's just, let's just be real. He may not be this elite skill guy, right? Like Shaq wasn't an elite skill guy. Shaq had yeah. his two or three moves. He absolutely dominated and went down in history and is still in history one of the most physically dominating human beings ever. Yeah. What? Yeah, that, I, I feel like that's a knock. That's a knock on uh, on some of the big guys. That, like, it was very something we saw with James Harden. He's like, I wish I could just run around and dunk it. I wish I could do that. I wish I could just, it doesn't take any skill to dunk. I have to do, and it's like, that, right. that like, that's, dude, that's saying that he's not working or that he doesn't have to learn the game in a different way that you do. In ways he has an advantage, in a way, do you understand what would happen if, if seven-foot Giannis can shoot a step back three from 40 <laughs> feet? Like, no one would ever win a game again. But why, right? So, why? like, everybody has, if, everybody if has play, skills. If you everybody play cards, right? Special, Let's say you go to Vegas, to work and the odds are stacked against you, and you play cards, and every single year, every single time you go, you're winning, and it's a dirty method, right? You're not hitting on 14. You've, you're not paying attention to what everyone else is doing. You're playing your numbers. Giannis is playing his numbers. That's his number. He's playing his numbers, and he's winning. He's winning so uniquely, simply. He's winning so simply unique. It's ridiculous. What you gonna yeah, do? He's, he's he's won me over. You're not you're not the only thing that I will hold the only the only criticism that I will ever give Giannis 
is the it. standard that he has set for himself. Because the standard that he has set for himself of like 50 ball in a finals. So let Giannis go out there and score 22 points in a 22 points in a in a closeout game and they lose. I'm going to hold him accountable to that standard that he set for himself. Right? There is no more like this is what I believe Giannis can do. Giannis has reached the space where he is so special. He has reached heights that very few have ever reached. So that's the standard we hold him to. You're not going to get me to criticize Giannis. Is Giannis going to work on his game? Did he add a jumper? It, what, it did his free throw percentage. It's like, bro, I judge Giannis by the way he There's performed four players on the I in biggest moments to because he's done it before. Uh, I may not that's agree the with their decisions, but those four players are Braun, Steph, KD, and Giannis. After that, I can say something about somebody else, but those four, <laughs> what? What are you going to say? You can't emulate him. Yeah. Noted. Um, all right, we'll finish with this one. Uh, this is from episode 110, one it's of the most uh, liked episodes, if you will. Oh, is that what it was? No. Then... You think well, I was going to lead our team in scoring when I first got there? No. Like, wait, 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 wait. Hell no. After Hell. two weeks of the open run? <laughs> yes. <laughs> After two weeks of the open run? Yes, yes I did. I was I like, oh. a practice, and I said... And Coach O said, Gilbert, stop driving baseline. <laughs> and so Gilbert proceeded every single time to drive baseline, even if somebody was trying to stop it. He would throw the ball in between somebody's legs, run out of bounds, still get the ball, and dribble it all the way out. Yeah. yeah he was, was doing stuff. Are you like a coach's hilarious. nightmare or a nightmare? Yes. yes. Nightmare. Yeah, Dream or a nightmare? Yeah. Oh. Okay, in a sense, but I worked hard, so they had to, like, they had to look past that. You know, it's like, it's not like I talked back. I nah. just did what I was going to no, do. No, that's not true. Gilbert was the most sensitive guy of all what? time. For sure. Thank you. <laughs> episode 110 with Gilbert Arenas and Nick Young. That was a good episode. That, I think that, I think that's, you know, if we have our Mount Rushmore, that's definitely our, our you know, our, on our Mount Rushmore of, of episodes. In the so NBA? But Gil, as college. a basketball player, is not on your Mount Rushmore. No, 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 no. At Arizona, at Arizona yesterday, yes, he was a bad man. He wasn't even that good at Arizona. Like he was very good. Like the Gilbert All NBA Gilbert we saw, he wasn't that. But he was, he was, he was different. Like yeah, Gilbert's brain just, is just is wired like, differently a basketball player. than a lot of people. Where like, I remember somebody. I, I knew somebody who was working for the the Wizards in. He was giving himself tendonitis because all of a sudden he was like, you know what? I want to make 56,000 shots this month. And would just sleep in the gym. Didn't go home for a month. He's an idiot. He's an idiot. Yeah, no, yeah. No, yeah. no, no. That's an understatement. Yeah. I mean, you That's... heard him say he would work hard. No, no. He would try. I think. Yeah. He, because everyone's like, well, I'm working he hard. Try, he, he was like, like well, you're not 100,000 shots working hard. Oh, he's great. Like, He beat Deshaun Stevenson. He beat Deshaun Stevenson. Deshaun had to shoot NBA threes, and and uh, Gilbert shot college threes one-handed it's... and outshot him. It was, it's on cam. It's on camera. Yeah, Gilbert shot NBA, Gilbert Gilbert shot like college threes one-handed, and then Deshaun Stevenson was able to shoot normal normal Alley. NBA threes, and he outshot him. I'm like. This is before all the social media and everybody's like posting all their clips and workouts and stuff. Bro, you don't want to. Yes. 
Yes. He was he was trying yeah. to outwork Even Kobe. In college, he was trying to outwork Kobe. Gilbert, that's, that's I would Gilbert go try to sneak back to gym at night. Yeah, you Gilbert was dribbling with one hand, doing moves with one hand in the dark. So he couldn't see the ball around McHale Center when I was a freshman. Like with no hoops up. With no hoops up. So it wasn't like, oh, that's let amazing. me dribble and then shoot. He was just doing it around and around and around. Like his motor for basketball is is wildly, and and I, you know, and that's where his attitude towards other players come from, because he sees it from a skill point of view and takes a step back. But it's hard for Gilbert to comprehend that Giannis can be so good so simply, and he may work on it, but he's not going to be elite. He's not going to be elite at free throws. Not gonna shoot ninety. Why the fuck? Let's be real. Why the fuck should Giannis shoot threes? He's a center. So oh, what are you doing? You're one for three, one for four. Get you. Get, go that way. Go that way. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, little guys that want to complain. Meanwhile, Kareem has shot made one three pointer, all time leading scorer. Shut up. Yeah. Boom. And on that note, mic drop. Next time we will be together, um, a lot of our viewers love it when we come together as one will be in the studio at uh, the Win Las Vegas, the Blue Wire Studios. So with that oh, said, there we go. Go Suns. Take another yeah. shot. It's another edition of Road Trippin'. I don't have the Rams in the playoffs. Oh, brother. I don't. Stafford's tendonitis in his elbow scares me. They're talking about it as a potential baseball injury. Like, that's a question that's been asked. Like, I'm like, lower's arm. like, is this tendonitis? Is this, is he going to need like Tommy John surgery or something? I don't know. It worries me. It really does that his, he's being held out of team drills and he's saying that he's fine, but like clearly he's not fine because if he was fine, no one would be talking about this. Right. So, right. It concerns me that we're we're seeing could see a, a arm fatigued Stafford this year with just a weird mysterious injury already, and maybe I'm just overreacting, but it makes me cautious. I think, I think that's valid logic. I guess I'm not ready to put him out of the playoffs for that, but I could definitely see a world yeah. where if Stafford's arm is all messed up, they don't make it, or at least like they start off the season slow or f- end the season slow, as yeah. like maybe he gets be- like he's maybe he's at his best right now, and then as you spend the it entire season throwing it, it gets worse.